0: It's not breakfast! It's not lunch! It's, it's Hello
1: everyone and welcome to another wonderful episode of Emotional Brunch. We're really excited to have you here with us today and also to introduce you to our two fabulous and super fun guests, uh, partners Michael and Francis. Uh, today's topic is uh, in our preta pandemic series is keeping the nuptious scrumptious. So Francis and Michael are one of our lovely married couple friends, and we're going to turn it off to them to give themselves a bit of a self intro. So you get to learn more about them. Uh, without any further ado, Francis, Francis please um, tell us a bit about yourself.
2: Hi, my name is Francis. I've been married for five and a half years to this lovely
3: man. Yeah, five and a half years. No?
1: Michael is no. shaking his head.
3: Oh, it's not yet five years. <laughs> Shit. Well, there you go. Well, we're tight, aren't we? Well, it's almost five years. Like We can tell months, you everything about months. marriage except how long it's been.
1: Well, I guess, for to be fair, I mean, how long have you been together during the pandemic? It feels don't... like
2: five years and a half. Like, just, that's where I there was we getting. Go,
1: right? Time.
2: Because we got objectives. 24-7 for two mm-hmm. and two it's months. true. We've added a few months. And there. so it's like, I could spend two months away and come back and, we would, you know.
0: We, you would still would be at the same. At it would even point. out. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I think we're using more of this marriage than uh, it was planned.
0: <laughs> a beautiful it's like you buy a, a car marriage.
2: and you're yeah. you're thinking oh i might drive it once a month you drive it every day yeah. it's yeah. a different experience
0: it's a beautiful <laughs> symbolism for marriage a used car
1: i like it It's any
0: car friend like than
1: purchasing a vehicle it's <laughs> a contract
0: so yeah well that that All is right, true. Well, it is a contract would,
1: so with okay so with with respect to your relationship um, beyond that would you like to share anything else Francis, about um, yourself? I'm
2: uni- yeah, well, I'm a university professor, and I've been working from home for the last six weeks, uh, uh, looking at lots of screens and screens and screens. Mm-hmm. And I'm thankful that I have a we have a house that's big enough for us to have a space for work. That is so that's great. I don't have to work in my from my kitchen or. From my living room unless mm-hmm. i want to
3: so yeah that's,
1: that's me. pretty bad yeah awesome well thank you for that um and next michael
3: i'm michael i also teach at university i teach creative writing francis teaches french um i'm 49 years old i am a writer and a performer sometimes and have a dumb little youtube channel and Uh, I teach creative writing at the university so yeah I do all kinds of writing things on the side
1: Mm
3: -hmm. I'm a yeah maker of stuff
1: that's fantastic
3: I've been married almost five years
0: okay (laughs) (laughs) that's great thank you for
3: that it's good to get the other perspective (laughs) it feels like almost five years
1: yeah
2: Um, well do you do you know what day it is today
1: I mean, actually, no. I know today is a Sunday. I can confirm that for sure. May 2, uh, The actual date, is it twi- the twenty? Oh, right. It is the queen's birthday. Oh, right? is that true? Or is that the 18th? I don't no, know. No, no. This is uh, Victoria
3: Day is, the yeah, the 24th. Right. It's, it's a dead queen, right? It's Queen yes. Victoria.
1: Yes. <laughs> so not, well, a queen's birthday. How about a queen's how birthday. It? There we go. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I don't follow the monarchy, so am glad we've got some you know professionals here to to help set me straight and <laughs> just
3: queens
0: that's just us too how long have you yeah. I've been married
1: <laughs> oh my goodness okay so I think we're on 12 we'll, we're, we'll be going on 14, 13 years, 13 years. January 2021 January. Yep. yeah and Who's we've argued about this deal? before well um, <laughs> thanks for putting us on the spot <laughs> I don't know <laughs> Elena does because she's actually married. <laughs> this is more of our soul soulmates uh, uh, partnership marriage uh, that we're we're counting. So it's a yeah, spiritual she's got, marriage. She's got the best of both worlds, right? I can give her absolutely everything except for that, you know, intimacy that's preserved specifically for marriage. Um, so yeah, <laughs> and I I can only say that we've gotten just even closer uh, during this pandemic. Our current uh, longstanding, um, it's not really a disagreement. It's more like Elena trying to get me outside of my comfort zone has been her just sending gentle nudges about doing video dances and, and posting them, and, and she's been really inspired to do this TikTok dance. I don't know TikTok, and I don't understand I'm that. very
0: trendy. I'm like a 20-year-old in she a She wants to be on it. <laughs> I only
1: joined Instagram because we needed one for emotional brunch. So uh, we're going to try to do that this evening. We're doing a TikTok video.
0: We're going to do it. Not a TikTok video, but a TikTok dance. It only took, what,
1: two months? months? Three months. Three months. So, you know, we're making strides. We're making moves.
3: Well, that's in our article, right? You're supposed to articulate specifically what you want in your relationship. So it sounds like Alan is doing the
0: good work. I am. She is. I'm doing the yeah. Lord's work.
1: Yeah. And what I'm telling her or what I have been is that I need some time. And so together, we've, you know,
2: (laughs) we've reached
1: a middle ground.
2: (laughs) Great communication.
1: Yeah. So uh, in light of that, I I guess before I um, introduce Elena, I assume everybody knows now because we have such distinct voices. I'm Jesse. At the beginning of this, we usually have brunch that I prepare but during our Preta pandemic, we're expanding our horizons and um, not so much as challenging, but encouraging and inviting our guests to participate in sharing their culinary uh, creations. So this uh, uh, well morning for Francis and Michael is there in Kelowna, BC. Um, an afternoon for Ellen and I. Um, we all did some a variety of dishes. Um, Francis and Michael um, had one of their traditional uh, French picnic brunches, uh, which uh, came with an assor- assorted variety of locally sourced and um, you know. Outer provincially sourced uh, cheeses. I'm so sorry. <laughs> this is terrible. This is um, great. But First. it looked very delicious. Uh, one of the, I guess, like the base or highlight was uh, Charlevoix. C'est uh, quoi? C'est 1608, uh, um, C'est ça? Okay. Uh, so, 1608 Charlevoix. Um, there were some... Uh, um, locally there was locally sourced bread like you had some bread from like a local bakery Mm -hmm. and uh looked quite tasty uh you both looked very uh satisfied while eating it and um elena was successful in preparing a very fluffy and 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 um uh successfully flipped omelet which was like a huge hurdle for her in her culinary experience and uh, apparently the trick is to add sour cream. And while she was eating it, she looked satisfied. Right now, none of us seem to be suffering from any food poisoning. So I think we're on the right track. Um, I myself made a little variation on Juegos um, Rancheros, which was basically an egg uh, with bean salad and um, some shrimp. So that was tasty. Uh, we'll have some pictures for you to see in like, the show notes. And uh, that, that's it for our uh, brunchen um, Now to get to the discussion, again, keeping the nuptious scrumptious. Elena, I'm going to turn it over to you to lead us into our discussion.
0: Thanks, Jessica. Highly appreciated. it. Um, so the article that we really focused on for today's podcast <laughs> has been an article in um, Time, which is, Can Your Relationship Survive the Togetherness of a Pandemic? giving 11 tips that couples therapists recommend. Obviously the article really focuses on the fact that everyone right now is um, filled with anxiety and as they put it under pressure cooker conditions. So some of the tips that they've suggested have been, as I scroll down, uh, be more curious than furious, um, let them feel bad about the current crisis, Make sure that you still focus on intimacy, plan out your days, but not too tightly. Um, I thought it was a really good article in terms of giving out tips that you can focus on. But obviously, you know, reading some tips in an article doesn't mean that we're all going to be applying it. And it's very hard sometimes, especially in how pressure filled the situation is. To just you know take a moment and say hold on (laughs) this is what the article said (laughs) let us all (laughs) cool down and pick our fights how about october 22nd um sometimes unfortunately because of the nature of the fact that we're seeing each other 24 7 with our partners and you know jess in your case a new partner and you can't control your emotions and you have moments that are explosive so maybe leading into that in in terms of questions what are ways that you found different about cohabitating or being with your partner as a result of the pandemic or even how the article impacted you when you read it
2: i can start i had um, i I had a pun i was thinking oh yeah this talks about like family life having children it, it referred to making love like the pioneers used to do our ancestors. Like there was something very, um, I don't know, clear about what the, the target group of the art right. yeah. was. Um, I noticed that and, too. In too. In, in some ways I thought of ways of cohabiting. I, I would say my first trick is just find someone you like to live with and you know, <laughs> but that's, you, sometimes you can't choose that. I think the beginning of the article was naming a bunch of situations that are already a hardship for people. Mm -hmm. Uh, Cohabiting is difficult for some people uh, or new Mm -hmm. to some people. And I I think that I'm someone really domestic and I would not have married someone I could not live with or travel with or be under stress with. Mm -hmm. So that, that was my... Uh, sort of uh, prior to COVID,
0: uh, right?
2: Good condition, good uh, fortune. Um, okay. But ways of cohabiting, I guess, not being in the same room, <laughs> it sounds easy <laughs> and not easy for everyone. Um, and uh, that's been, uh, that's the first thing that I thought about, like when reading the title of the article like what not being all the time together
1: yeah i think that's really important and a couple of things that you highlighted that are key um is understanding that not everybody has the same baseline situation right um some people could have been married for a while some people could just be new not everybody lives together prior to getting married um and then not very many people have the option to You know, tailor their space to being in, you know, constant confinement and isolation. I myself am in a one bedroom apartment, which is relatively well sizable, but since I started renting here, I've never shared it with anybody. I don't even know if I've had like a sleepover. Um, And so when my partner came on the scene and we had to make some quick decisions in terms, what would safest and best um, for, for their situation. It turned out that coming here a couple of days, of the, well, mainly for the majority of the week was ideal. And, you know, we were very early on in our relationship. And to me, I thought, oh, that's going to be so great because before we didn't really have that much time. It was like every other weekend and a couple hours during the week. So the honeymoon phase kind of gave us a bit of a, a buffer. Um, but then, you know, after about a month and a half, things started to get real. And um, I realized that, you know, the space here, I had to change a lot of things. Like, I, And it was all on me because it's my space, right? So I, number one, I have the primary responsibility and then I have to, you know, make declutter and Marie Kondo and all that jazz. Um, and one of the good things was that, um you know, my partner's very much um, an outdoorsy person and also just very much took to the bedroom. Like, we, I think we both kind of took over a space. But the unfortunate part is that my working area is in kind of the common area. So I can, I can see how that is something important. And I think the article touched upon like being aware of invisible boundaries. I think that when we have the benefit of going to work and going to that routine, we don't really necessarily see what boundaries or what, you know, what personal spaces people need or how much personal space they need. And this really highlighted that for me. Um, I'm usually trying to focus on others, but this forced me to be able to identify it myself and then do something about it. So
0: thanks for that, Francis. Yeah, just anyone, anyone else? Oh, I was going to say just to add to that. Um, obviously, like if you, you know, Alec and I live in a like a bedroom in a den mm-hmm. apartment. Um, the only option to really close yourself is the bedroom. I think we just had to what I didn't realize that I do when I'm working is I walk a lot. Like I walk and talk. <laughs> I'm a walk and talker. Um, and Which she does means, it
1: to the beat of, uh, what is it? Queen. Nine, no, nine uh, to five. <laughs> I well, it goes in between, right? Nine to five. And then depend, if it's a really tough situation.
0: Yeah, yeah. that's true. Um, and Alec is very much like, even in his work setting, doesn't get to, doesn't attract with people as much as I do on the daily. So to me, it's like, anytime you have an observation, anytime something comes up, it's like, hey, do you know this? Do you hear about this? Oh my God. Someone just made an announcement. Did you hear about that? Do you know about Trinity Bellwoods? It's a park. Um, That really frustrates him (laughs) because he just needs his own space to do Mm -hmm. things. And because we have such a small apartment, it's kind of like we've had to impose almost like, hey, during the workday, if you need me, I'm here. But also I need my own space to do things. Mm -hmm. And if you really need to walk around and talk, maybe do it in the bedroom and like close the door. Mm -hmm. um so that's definitely been a learning lesson for me especially the fact that I'm such an extroverted person and I miss people and I miss having activities so even like me consistently having activities like after work yes fine they were over zoom but they were still pretty like loud activities you know like Jess and I would FaceTime or like I would call like a friend of mine in Vancouver and then I would do like online improv and then I would do like a writing group and then I would call my parents and then I would like sing songs. It was a lot. I, yeah. I get it. So I'm I think already it's feeling just... a bit overwhelmed,
1: <laughs> but it's I... what you got to do, girl.
0: Yeah. Keep saying. Um, but so I think like adjusting and compromising yeah. is, is a big, is a big deal as well.
3: Yeah. I'm a super social person. So I've never spent so much time at home before. It's weird. And Francis, I think, is a really good homebody, and I'm not. Like, if I – there are people who can stay at home for weeks on end and not care. And I used to be – if I was home all day one day and I didn't go somewhere, the next day I had to go for a coffee downtown or something. I had to go out and see people. Yeah. Yeah. So that's been really uh, a, a big adjustment for me is just getting used to staying at home or staying very local, going for walks around the block. but I've had many days of being in the house or uh, being in the yard. We have a house so we've got a little yard in the back mm-hmm. um, and just to reorient myself to realize that I was going to have a different experience of. Um home life, and it's been fairly easy, I think I'm really surprised how much I took to staying put. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think what's really saved us is that we do live in a smaller town, so we were able to buy a house instead of a condo. Mm-hmm. So we have a yard and we've got a little suite in the basement. it's not little actually. Uh, And we've had people in there at the start of the pandemic, but they moved to be with family Mm -hmm. and we decided not to have anybody in the suite. So we'd have more space for us to spread out. Mm -hmm. So I've taken back my studio in the basement. So I've got a little workspace that I can go to. And Francis has his, well, our usually shared office space, but he's been using it solely as his office. And just having those two separate rooms has been incredibly helpful. Cause there've been days, you know, where we get on each other's nerves or where I'm just feeling blue and I don't want to spray it all over him. Yeah. And so I go down and I, yeah. And I make little crafts and I keep myself busy and I find things to do. And I call my friends and have a cry on the phone and he doesn't Mm -hmm. have to, you know, be sitting beside me thinking, should I do something? I've got work to do. (laughs)
1: Yeah. Yeah.
3: So that, that privilege of having more space because we live in a smaller town that's more affordable has, it's been a really good advantage. And I wonder, you know, like I was thinking if I lived in Toronto and had lived in an apartment, how the hell do you avoid not going to Trinity Bellwoods? What else do you do when things loosen up and you're allowed to go somewhere and the only place to go is where everybody else is?
1: yeah that's an excellent question like i mean we've been seeing uh variations of it just based on where we live right and i can't Mm -hmm. imagine what it must be like in different areas of the city um toronto is quite large and there are different pockets and each neighborhood has its own respective green space and um the the uh, restrictions that we had like during our state of emergency uh, were, were kind of interesting because at some point, you know, we were being encouraged, you know, get outside, make sure you go for walks, like make sure you exercise and get fresh air, but also maintain physical distancing. And then they kind of doubled down on, you know, don't be spending too much time in parks and restricting the amount of people you know per household that could go on walks, and it really, um, it really kind of for me anyway. I'm kind of an all or nothing person, and I am a homebody. I, my my reality sounds more like what Francis has expressed, and so for me, I'm like, what? I got a free pass. Just chill out and hang out and do whatever. Um, I I kind of took to that but then a bit too much because I was getting a bit worried about how people were in the ravine down by our place and I had to get creative in looking at where I could go for walks and how I could manage to navigate without feeling like I was putting myself or others at risk. Um, But I think that I was just gentle with myself and realistic. And I think also having my partner around, it kind of served as a reminder that although I might be a homebody, I can't just shut myself inside for like several days on end and expect to be normal. (laughs) Like, I mean, I'd be okay, but that's like stress builds up and you don't realize what you get from the simple act of just going outside, even if it's a 15 30 minute walk. So, um, you know, I, I invested in, you know, getting a mask and was strategic in terms of when I went outside, like, you know, going in earlier in the morning, um, later at night, like a bit later at night, um, where there are less people helped. And um, yeah, just like taking it one day at a time. But I think that's what most people are trying to do and i'll reserve my commentary on how certain people consider social distance walking <laughs> i'll just say that because according to the article this isn't a time for criticism so
3: well that yeah. i find that so hard that's the hardest thing
1: mm-hmm. uh,
3: like i'm because i am a person who's very socially minded, like I'm very conscious of other people and where they are. And mm-hmm. I think part of that's just having been a homosexual for so long, being such a target, I pay attention to where people's bodies are in relationship to mine. Yeah. And so being out in the world and having joggers run past and brush your shoulder, I it, it's so enraging, because I just don't understand that level of in in uh, how inconsiderate people are about mm-hmm. other people's space. And I uh, run twice a week with a friend. We run at a distance on a trail that's not very busy. So we pass maybe six people in a 40 minute mm-hmm. run. Okay. Um, and w- you know, I, we've seen more people out. So the numbers have increased a bit and not all those people are regulars. So they don't, they're not paying attention. They don't know what the culture of those spaces is. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. And
3: so we, I've had incidents where people have been really thoughtless, like walking side by side and not moving out of the way. Oh, God. And Me asking them to move and they laugh at me like it's a joke or something. I'm like, no, I'm serious. You're taking up too much space. Mm -hmm. And it's so hard to not just be furious with them, to not let them see how angry you are. Uh, I find that's been a real challenge for me. So I just don't say, I rarely say anything because I'm afraid I'm going to lose it on them.
1: Well, I appreciate you sharing that because I feel the same. Like just before our brunch today, I went for a 30-minute walk. I needed to do it. I think I got a max of like 48 steps yesterday. Really was horizontal. I made a commitment to that. Mm -hmm. So – and it was just like – it was fine. It was decent. But I was strategic, right, because I've been around enough. But there were some situations, especially if I'm walking, someone's running – and there's a huge park, like there's no, and and it's just things that people consider. It's like, okay, well, who has the right to the sidewalk versus, you know, off the path, but you still have more than enough space and you're coming faster. So why not go around? And I had a split second where I was like, well, the whole purpose of this was for me to decompress and relax and get my vitamin D. And so I totally understand that feeling where you're, the, the whole purpose of it is to get out and and maybe it's to give your partner a break or just to give yourself a break. And then you end up with these feelings of frustration and, and anxiety in and of itself. So, you know, we can only do our best. And I default to just trying to move out of the way as best I can, or I'll stop and I'll make it a point. Because I do find that, I mean, on a, even on a good day, non-pandemic, I don't think that the majority of people are used to community confrontation. Doesn't necessarily have to be negative. I like the way you worded it in terms of, hey, you know, you're taking too much space. I think most people with their socialization aren't quite well trained in managing their emotions
0: during those, you know, discussions with strangers. What is your favorite thing about your partner that you've learned through this experience? Maybe we can go into that. And then if oh, we finish I'm dying
3: cool. to hear this answer. <laughs> As Francis? somebody, as somebody who thinks he doesn't have a lot of secrets, what could you possibly learn about me now? Oh, am I talking first? Yeah.
0: Yes. And yeah, uh, depending so. on how
3: good your answer is, I'll make my answer.
1: <laughs> oh, this is getting spicy.
2: <laughs> I don't know if I've learned something through the pandemic. I think what you have to learn from your partner. In stressful, stressful situation, you either learned that and learned it when they were sick, or you went on a trip somewhere that was a little more difficult than the grocery uh, that involved like multiple things that can be create friction and anxiety, and you have to care for one another. Mm I think we had that prior experience of that and where... I don't think we have a clear signal like I make a gesture and this is me taking care of you, or this is me asking for help. But uh, there are some things that feel uh, like that were like prior, I don't know, skills or uh, experience with that. And, And I think what I, and I think I still need to learn is to have the feelings of the COVID. I don't think I have them. I don't think okay. I have them yet, like I, I'm not ready to, like I'm frustrated because some people visited us that I like dearly. They were visiting us two minutes before our first call and I was like, what the fuck? Can we have a, you know, a kind <laughs> Sunday, relaxed okay. day that people are not <laughs> interrupting with their kindness? and, and we have something yeah. else at eleven thirty, and then we have something else at three today Aww. and i'm already pissed at the day but yeah. there's no reason like <laughs> it's just I, that i probably have the feeling available somewhere and mm-hmm. finally i have somewhere to you know stick it it's to general.
1: yeah
2: <laughs> it's general frustration so one of the skills michael has is he has the feelings like live <laughs> mm-hmm.
3: <laughs> I have immediate
2: feelings. Yeah. You express like they're, they're
1: happening, they're articulated, boom.
2: Yeah, so I can, you know, see uh, authentic emotions at, at play.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And um, it's soothing Some somewhere, right? It's like, uh, oh, okay. <laughs> By, I don't know, empathy or something. Okay. I guess that gets... And that feels like I'm like a robot, like I have empathy for. Her. So I'm, I'm grateful for his having exterior feelings, because if I lived with a robot like myself, you know, we'd have a great day. And- is and <laughs> making- I'd probably <laughs> shit my pants at the grocery
1: store. <laughs> Literally. Yeah, for listeners, uh, Francis was making Mr. Mr. Roboto. I don't know what that move is. He was doing the robot. The
3: oh, robot dance. Robot,
2: yeah. robot.
1: Yeah. yeah. hmm
3: That's podcast, lovely. So. They have to explain the visuals. Yeah, I'm not producing
1: it. (laughs) (laughs) He's leaving it to us. He's like, hey, I'm a problem. Girls, you want to get on this? You got to follow me. Keep up. (laughs) Michael, did you want to make your observation? And another thing, too, I think that's good. Francis, you kind of went into it, too. It's something you either learned or something that you appreciate right? I think that was in the article too. Yeah, It's like, you know, taking the time, I don't know if you both have that system of right before you go to bed, you tell each other the three things that you appreciate most <laughs> about oh each God. other. I, I <laughs> think that's a lot. Um, but I think you touched on it in terms of what you appreciate, something you like. So, yeah. Michael?
3: Well, we do that during the day all the time. Like, uh-huh. Francis will often say to me, you're my favorite person. Uh, With okay. You know, and that sort of which means all the things I do are his favorite things. That's how I take
1: <laughs> it. Nice. Nice. Catch all. And,
3: and when he doesn't like it, then, then he lets me know.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: That, that works with, uh, from a book that we worked on
2: that's called, well, Work With uh, and a therapist recommended, and it's called Hold
3: Me Tight. Um, and it's about attachment theory. But we, all, we just always do that. I'm a very vocal person. I'll tell people what I like and what I don't. So I don't think I have learned anything new about Francis Isn't that weird? I don't think I have though, That's but okay. it's, it's really driven home for me how valuable somebody who is a homemaker is because he's been so calm about getting the groceries and, and creating protocols with, you know, we've been doing that together and all kinds of protocols like grocery protocols, friend protocols. Are we going into people's houses? Are we, Touching our friends, are we hugging them? Who are we seeing? How long do we see them? Where do we see them? And so, I guess what I—if I have to pick something—I've learned that he's really good at strategizing and figuring out these systems collectively. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I—we've I, always done it, but I haven't really noticed the degree to which it—it—it's been a productive skill for us. We really had to use that muscle.
1: Yeah,
3: and that's been really exciting. And he's just been so, you know, being, as he says, a robot, I don't think he's a robot, but being so steady has been really helpful. One of the things that has been significant for me is how much room I need in my day to just have feelings. So like being at home all the time has been a real help because I have less to do, I'm not as distracted, I can pay more attention, and I can notice when I'm feeling overwhelmed and release it a little and then feel better. Okay. I've had a much easier time managing the the anxiety because I've had a lot more time to notice the anxiety. Mm-hmm. And that's been really surprising to me because i usually keep being so extroverted and social i get a lot of energy from other people so i'm so used to fixing things by going out talking to everybody about it i process 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 i'm a lesbian and being not having as many people to process with like i'm not on the phone all the time having more time quiet time to myself has given me more opportunity to be to be reflective and so i don't need to vocalize in order to notice I can be still and notice that has been like that's life changing really. I think I'm gonna earn the benefits of that for a long time.
1: well that that's was lovely. very poignant yeah and I like how you what you said it, it's helped you figure out how much room you need in a day to have your feelings mm-hmm. I think one of the biggest things that has come out of this and probably might for anybody, regardless of whether you're in a relationship is learning more about yourself right so not necessarily coming out of this with like you know five new languages you know uh screenplay or you know some sort of book it's more about understanding focusing on how you like about you how you process how you handle things under pressure and your needs i think um usually the, the distractions of being around each other get in the way. So I, I love so much how you two are managing during this time, and it's always lovely to see your faces. Um, we're going to extend this, so you're welcome to join. But if you need to go, I mean, it's been a pleasure having you on, and hopefully you come back again. Um, so, yeah. I mean, yeah, that's this was so, so much fun. Beautiful. Yeah. Okay. Hey. Well, we love you wonderful. guys. We love you so much love and continue you hanging in there. Okay. Thanks Bye. For us. Thank you. You. Bye. Bye. Bye.